So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Question. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's welcome, welcome, welcome. It's for real. With T. Lee like, and Jack. Like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. order. I love No <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Questions show. Can we curse on the show? We can do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. No. Like All right. Stupid. So, question. <laughs> What's the name no stupid questions. Jack. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode. Of <laughs> My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Stupid Questions show. This is Jag, and we have T. Leak with us. Hey, hey. So No Stupid Questions show, the show where we have two smart people. That's why I referenced the Jag and the T. Leak. And one stupid question, or so we thought. So we thought. T. Lee, how you feeling today? I'm making my way. We're going to make it positive today. Okay, and positive. There's a, there's a lot of other stuff trying to come at us. So. Well, hopefully, you know, we need to let, leave that other stuff in 2020 and start 2021 off on a great note. So let's get to that question. All right. The question is, is sleep underrated? Sleep being underrated. I'm going to have to say, no, I do not believe sleep is underrated. And what say ye? <laughs> I say to thee that it is underrated. Way too underrated. Way underrated. Okay. Well, let me tell you why I say it's not underrated. I think like exercise and like eating a proper diet, people understand the importance of it, even though they may not follow it. But if you gave them a test, they would get the right answers on the importance of eating a balanced diet, exercising. And in this case, they would get right the importance of sleeping the proper amount of time per night. Let me so ask I would say you. from that standpoint, it's not underrated. Okay. Given that, if you asked 10 people to rank them, how many people of those 10 do you think would put it as number one? Of the three that I just named? Yes. Exercise, food, and sleep? Yes. Out of 10 people, I think if you had to round the number up, you would get to zero. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you made your point there. <laughs> I was like, oh, he gave me a good in. <laughs> yeah, you made I, your I, point. You made your point. But, you know, but, you know that's... That's, I mean, exercise, food are pretty high up on the list. So coming in well, third to but, them is not bad. No, but the, the key thing, and that's that's why I say it is underrated, because you can exercise like crazy and not too crazy. So at the right, because there's, there's too crazy with that too. You can eat the right foods. And if you are not getting sleep, all of that stuff can be derailed. Now, wait a minute. So, You're going to have to slow this down. Because <laughs> obviously you're drawing on a, a vast knowledge of, of health. <laughs> and I'm glad we, we get into a, a health question as opposed to a political question. Or I guess we've been on health questions when it referred to the virus. But and actually, they all tie in together. But I'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But give us give us. Give, us, give me a little more. You have to give me a little more science behind why you say you can exercise like crazy or mm -hmm. appropriately. Mm -hmm. You could eat appropriately. And you mean if you don't get a good night's sleep, you're throwing it all away? Yes. 
all the way? <laughs> well, come on. I'm trying to I'm trying to be balanced here. But I would give it number one on the list of those top three. And as close as close second as it comes, right? When you win the race, you win the race. Okay. <laughs> so if you if you were expected to come in third and you came in first, uh, you're underrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so so what what i would say is that and, th and this is based on my own personal experience as well but there are certainly studies uh, certainly you know as a a fitness instructor and a trainer when you talk about exercise you talk about what energy you have to actually do exercise okay. to maximize. Now, this isn't the, I, I talked about derailing, but this is just actually being able to do those things well, right? You're not going to be recovered enough to actually do your maximum within an exercise session. In addition, if you are stressed, you, uh, which is the, you know, Again, we talk about exercise, relief, stress, et cetera, but sleep is the time for you to recover from stress, to allow those stress hormones to, to come down because exercise actually, a lot of people don't realize this, but of course there's that initial stress that you right. place on your body in order to, to reap the benefit. And that benefit is actually really happening at night when you are you know so so you're creating stress in order to relieve yourself from stress but again sleep is the biggest factor there so again you know if you're waking up i always tell my students i'm like if you have leave an early class and you had a late night do not sacrifice your sleep to get your workout in that mm. is not well, you Wait, should have well, told okay. me that a long time ago. Because <laughs> I've well, been, of, I don't know how many nights I've looked at my Apple Watch and I have a little calorie goal. And at 1030, I'm too far away from my goal. So I start working out and I just barely make my goal by 12 o'clock. And I think I'm doing some good. So right. you're telling me I'd be better off? Yes. Now, my... what, what's, uh, yes. So, and, and what's interesting is I think what people do is they're like, oh, a half an hour of sleep versus a half an hour of exercise right we, but it's worse than that but it's yes that's what happens is what happens is we're talking about people that go to bed at let's say two or three and i've got a 7 30 a.m class and they're rushing to get there so they're getting somewhere between four and five hours right so that's when you're really sacrificing what you need in terms of sleep to do this this other thing which basically just throws throws everything off I mean you talk about your you know awareness and then if you don't sleep you actually if your body has not recovered you actually are more at risk for injury when so you may try to go hard and you're you're either your body is not ready for it or you're not mentally alert enough and you drop the the dumbbell or you sticky finger or sorry not sticky finger but slippery finger the barbell sticky I know I was like no that's gonna that's gonna be a good hole. <laughs> So, yeah, and I, 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 and I find that a lot. And that's, I guess that's the reason why I say it's underrated. I do find a lot of people are like, oh, I, I, but I got my workout in. Mm, no, you, sleep is important. And then when I talk about my personal experience, I, so sleep is my Achilles heel. Okay. Of all the so, things. So I you're one of those about. people I talked about that have passed the test, but the actions don't really follow 
the knowledge that you have. <laughs> right. I would rank it up there. But if you ask me, do you do it? I'd have to, you know, do my Homer Simpson shrink back into the bush <laughs> meme. <laughs> so, and I, what I have done is I've done two experiments in the last two months, actually, where just for a week, because I wanted to take baby steps, which is also a good idea. I really sought to go to bed earlier because I'm a night person uh, so that I could wake up and still get my seven hours of sleep. And I feel like a different person. When you talk about mental clarity, when you talk about sort of physically the way I feel, big difference. And this is coming from a, you know, a quote, a health professional, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I guess I was being a little coy earlier because knowing we were going to do this show, I did a little research. So well, the answer I gave you was the answer I would have given you with prior to my research. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad the research bore me out. <laughs> it did. I was, I was trying to catch in the trap, but you, you, you didn't fall into it. But you, you brought up something there. You said you brought up being a night person. And so in my research, I heard, I saw all of this about chronotypes. Okay. And there are night people, there are morning people, and most people fall somewhere in between. And actually there's DNA uh, gene evidence to back this up. I find that to be amazing. I always thought that this whole night person, morning person thing was just a, a mindset but apparently it's, it's more than that. Do you agree? I don't, I don't know. I, I had not okay. heard of this research, so I, I'm okay. you're, you're teaching me something now, but I will say that it seems to run in families. I notice, you know, with some exception, of course, Right. but my father's a night person. I'm a night person. There are many people on my father's side of the family that are night people. My mother will go to bed at 10 o'clock. <laughs> And, you know, so, and that's my sister. So there's definitely, so I, I can believe that. That does not surprise me. Now, the question that I would have is anytime I see anything about genetics and DNA, I ask about the epigenetics because this is the, you know, sort of more emerging research around what your DNA specifies and what based on your behaviors and your environment actually turn on so you may have you know this predisposition to staying up at night but it is not actually active in your body until and it could go far back as your mother but because your mother ate junk food when she was pregnant with you and that got you know turned that gene on and so so it would be interesting to know so i didn't know about this so i don't know but if there were any epigenetics related to lifestyle considerations both for the person who has that dna as well as the you know the parents and and uh, grandparents that far back yeah so obviously this isn't this is not i mean i did do some research but this is not my area of expertise so i'm not <laughs> i'm not speaking from my own knowledge bank but I will share a name with, with our listeners. Uh, Matthew Walker is an expert on sleep. I just happened to take his master class on sleep, uh, which is where I get some of this stuff from. So I encourage our listeners as they think about this to Google Matthew Walker and see what he has to say. 
one of the interesting books you know? you know, I don't know. I'm sure he does because right. he is a professor of neuroscience and psychology at UC Berkeley and director of the Center for Human Sleep Science. And those people always have books. So I'm, I'm sure he has books. Um, but again, I, I did you know, the masterclass program. He has a masterclass that I listen to. And that's where I got most of my information from. Okay. But I guess one thing I wanted to say, because you talked about the three important things being food your diet, I'm sorry, exercise and sleep. And one interesting thing is that what a lack of sleep does to you, besides not giving you the energy to exercise appropriately, it actually makes your body decide to fight to keep a hold of fat because you, the lack of sleep puts your body under distress. Uh-huh. When your body's un, in, under stress, your body stores fat because that is a defense mechanism. So you could be, as you said, and what I was doing wrong is I'm trying to lose some pounds is staying up late to get those last calories in and losing out on sleep. I'm telling my body to store fat and actually to burn lean body mass and muscle. So I'm telling my body, turning on the switches to do the exact opposite of what I was thinking I was doing. Right. So I'm just going to have to miss that Apple watch <laughs> reward for hitting my calories. If I have to get it after 10 o'clock from now on, cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a choose to go to sleep. Right. All right. Well, I love it. I just actually looked him up and just so your from your information, his website is actually, and we'll put this in the link to the show. He's, he's actually called the sleep. He calls himself, I guess the sleep diplomat, sleepdiplomat.com. And his goal, he has a singular goal, which is to reunite humanity with sleep. And his book is called Why We Sleep. And it concludes with a provocative new vision for sleep, which as he says, aims to solve the greatest public health challenge we now face. So talk about underrated. He's saying it's the greatest public health challenge we now face, the global sleep loss epidemic. Wow, another epidemic. It's a pandemic if it's global, right? Isn't that the definition? That's right. It's a pandemic. That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting because, and I I didn't get this from him, so I have to share where I got this link from. There have been studies that show that if you receive less than seven hours of sleep, you are three times more likely to be infected by the rhinovirus, which is the common cold. Three times more likely. There's no studies on coronavirus yet, but... (laughs) You would think. You would think there's, there's a parallel. Well, and, and based on my studies and just all of the materials that I've consumed as, as part of my health coaching, et cetera, sleep is, it, it is becoming an emerging part of weight management protocol. So again, to your point, the retention of weight, and it's usually based on those stress hormones, um, is significantly more. So to your point, I believe that is the seven hours is really the the sort of cutoff point where less than seven hours, you start to see three times the likelihood of being obese or of gaining weight. And then there's, there is a, let's keep in mind also that there is a, another breakoff point, which is after nine or 10 hours, I believe you also have the same likelihood. So there's that seven to nine that again, you, you can know, oversleep, right? you can oversleep. And you can basically, you know, have similar risks in terms of disease, in terms of weight management, et cetera. So, so yeah, so it's, it's really, it's underrated and it's a very sort of complex thing 
to do. And, and one of the things that I know I've attended numerous presentations on different sleep research studies. And I know, you know, there's the, you have the non-REM sleep and the REM sleep and you go through cycles, right? And one of the things that I was at one presentation, they actually said, interestingly, that the, because you're sleeping in cycles, because you want to get the, the REM and the uh, REM three, the non-REM three, sorry, sleep, which is basically deeper into your sleep cycle. But you go through that, I believe it's every 90 minutes. I have to look at the, the, um, the details. I'll include a link to, to information about that. But what, what this person was presenting was saying that they actually are looking at maybe it's not seven hours contiguously. It doesn't have to be all at one time. Is that if you can get the right number of cycles every day, you're going to be okay. Now, again, when you talk about circadian rhythm and the light and all of that, I think that plays a role and it's going to be interesting to see. But I would say that again, I go back to my personal <laughs> experience, which is that, you know, I get to seven hours and I'm usually in that five to six in all honesty. And when I'm getting that consistently, I am a, I feel very different in, in a positive way. So I can't, I can't, you know, underestimate that. And that's, that's again, probably also part of the reason why I say it is, it is underrated. I mean, even by me, right? Until I actively decided to do it. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this question. Even when you were saying that it wasn't underrated and people do know that it's up there with the sleep and the exercise, sorry, with the exercise and the food. Why do you think it is that people know, but they don't do? Well, it's not just sleep. People know a lot of things that, that they don't do. That's a good question because, you know, Take food, for example. People say they like the taste of food that may not be healthy for them, so therefore they 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 don't eat healthy all the time. Or people say that it's, it's expensive to eat healthy. Um, but sleep, I don't, I don't know anyone that doesn't appreciate a good night's sleep. <laughs> and enjoy it, right? <laughs> right, and enjoy it. So, I mean, I mean may, maybe they feel like they're missing out on something if they don't go to sleep. Maybe maybe there are there's a subset of people, I'm sure, who, well, easy example, shift workers are notorious for not getting proper sleep. And, mm. you know, if someone has to work shift work or needs to work shift work to put, put food on their table, they, they hopefully they compensate for it, but studies show that they don't and, and they lose out on sleep. So they know it, but they're, they had to make a decision. And then I guess there are other people that are just feel like they're too busy to sleep even though there are studies that clearly show that you're more productive if you sleep. So uh, we're really fooling ourselves. Like, for example, doing all-nighters in school to pass a test. You know, there have been numerous studies that show that that is absolutely detrimental. And there's no way you perform better after doing an all-nighter than you would if you had a good night's sleep. There are even studies that show that people who had problems that they couldn't figure out prior to going to sleep, after a good night's sleep, they wake up and they figure out the problem right away. That's pretty compelling, but we work against it. I can't answer the question why people don't do what they should do. <laughs> well, I think uh, you, you put out some, some interesting, I, you know, it would be interesting to see, especially because I, I believe this gentleman is Matthew Walker is um, from the UK. It looks, looks like his schooling was um, overseas, but did he sound... British or no? He did sound funny. He had a, had no. a, 
<laughs> oh god he sounded different he's so, Let's put he's it so that american way. he's so american. i am american and southern american at that but <laughs> but yes he 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 did sound like i couldn't picture it but now that you say the uk that that makes sense well you know because i was i was talking to someone about just our culture culturally americans u.s people in the united states you know we have a whole different approach to to work and to play and rest you know you look at unhealthy and some of the other and health yes and uh it, they're very focused on i mean their vacation slash holiday is you know on average six to eight weeks and they take their vacation right because even though we have vacation and it's so much less you'll find someone who's 10 years ah you know and they'll brag about it ah, i got 10 years in my bank of vacation and that's ridiculous so right. i think i think it also is there is that pressure and that kind of like cultural norm that yo you stayed up all night the all-nighters right that's like oh you did the all-nighter you know it's, it has a little little cachet actually it's not it's not a bad thing which it should be because it is very detrimental and i think it's interesting from a public health perspective the thing to add to that is i think that it is difficult what's interesting about the cycle of stress which is it's absolutely critical for helping you recover from stress when you're stressed you can't sleep if you've That's got right. thoughts running through your head about what happened today or what's going to happen tomorrow or how you're going to pay this bill or whether or not you're going to get covid so right now sleep is absolutely critical but it's actually really difficult right and and actually i'll i'll link it on as a side note to another thing with the stress that causes you to gain weight from sleep it's it actually also makes you crave sweet and fatty foods that's right so it actually derails your eating because you are in this place where you know you you really are just craving those foods that you would prefer not to to indulge in so so i think that it is it is a very interesting cycle. I'll be very interested to read the book to understand how we get out of that cycle. Because I think that that's a big part of it is that a lot of people cannot sleep the way that they need to. You know, to be honest, we have a lot of food insecurity in this country and it's hard to sleep on a growling stomach. <laughs> you know, you can do it when you're dead tired. But if, again, on a, when you have chronically sleep deprived, but it is difficult. So we've got we've got a number of things I think that contribute cultural norms, you know, stress, the stress in our society, and actually our cultural norms contribute to our stress because we think we got to do all this stuff and we don't think about rest as we think we got to work, you know, through the night and all that other stuff. So it's it is very very interesting to to look at how we get out of the cycle that I think also prevents us from from getting good sleep. So right. And of course, we have to deal with the things we can control and make the right decisions on things we can control. You know, when you think of American household, you think of an American bedroom, you always think of a TV in the bedroom. And numerous studies have shown that watching TV, looking at the blue light emitting on you, um, getting overstimulated right before bedtime is the wrong thing to do. So if we can get Americans to get the TVs out of the bedroom, that would help with the sleep effort. Yes, I am a big 
I think we have we talked about this before because I have I have not had a TV in my bedroom forever. And and what's interesting is part of the reason that I took it out is what I found, and and I've actually had clients who told me this, is that you know you don't realize, and and I would be interested in a sleep researcher whether or not you actually go into your deep sleep because that sound from the TV you think it's lulling you, but you're staying at a very superficial kind of you know uh, sleep where you're really not going deep which is when you don't move and you don't because that sound and and you know that because stuff enters your dream so that's right you know my clients have told me you know i thought i was having a bad dream then yeah. i woke up and of course it was the news and they so, inserted themselves in the story in right, the dream and that happens exactly. all the time and so when you're in dream state you're definitely not in you know you're in rem you're in your rapid eye but you may not have gone through the cycle to that deepest part where you really need to be so yeah, so I would highly recommend that. And again, culturally, right? A lot of people I know have told me they need that to go right. to sleep. Right. And what's yeah. interesting is it is recommended for good sleep. It is recommended that you have some white noise. White noise does help you. So for a lot of people that becomes the white noise as it fades into the, what, what they perceive as the background. Um, so there is that recommendation to really sort of get you and keep you in that state. But yeah, we're, we're using the wrong one because we've got the blue light with it, which is right, you know, right. And, and you know, anti- white noise is white noise. Having the Simpsons on in the background since you brought them up <laughs> earlier is it's not white noise. <laughs> but you know, that's just one. There, there's another big one. And, and I'm probably going to lose some fans on this one. Oh, but alcohol consumption. Even the smallest amount of alcohol changes the sleep pattern for that night. Studies have shown that it prevents you from going into REM sleep Mm. from having alcohol. You know, a whole bunch of people would swear that they need alcohol Mm -hmm, to -hmm. put them to sleep. Uh, And it may put put them to sleep at a superficial level, but that deep sleep, that REM sleep that is so necessary to wash the brain at night, to allow uh, allow the immune system to recharge, you don't go into that if you had too much, or some people say any alcohol. I know a lot of people like that now, Cap, but to get better sleep, we have to put that down. So let's talk about, so there, there are certain things to your point, and I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'll have to put my blog post, I'm pretty sure I have a blog post on this as well. There are certain things that you, know, you can do and that you should not do. I think you've talked about some of them, alcohol, you know, it's interesting because people also say caffeine is in that same category. But my boyfriend, for instance, he is, he says it's because he's ADD. And I don't know if I, he said, he's seen research that caffeine relaxes people that are ADD, that it's like an adaptogen because there are adaptogens, which actually, if you're high, then it'll make you normal. And if you're low, it's going to make you higher. So it really depends. I was not aware of that, but it relaxes him. It puts okay. me in, in the stratosphere. So, and I don't think I'm low, but you know, <laughs> I don't think I'm low energy. So, so it's interesting because I know it is recommended, you know, no alcohol, no caffeine, right. none of the blue light before you go to bed. So whether that be laptop, phone, TV, all of those. Um, and I know that, that um, I mean, I recently got a new phone and it supposedly has, it, it will turn down the blue light, you know, as, I, as long as I say what my sort of standard bedtime is going to be about a half an hour before. So, so there are, you know, uh, technologies are starting to, to try to support. 
And there's also the concept of not having it too hot. And I am a big offender of this. I love a good, big down comfort. <laughs> but I also do sweat at night. And I'll whip that comfort off in a minute. They say that the temperature is somewhere between 65 and 72. That's like ideal. Right. I've heard 68. So that's yeah, 68 dead in the middle of that. Exactly. So is ideal. And a lot of people will have it either hotter than that. Um, some people colder. <laughs> you won't be too cold. But yeah, your body temperature is supposed to drop as you kind of sort of go into that part of the, the, the rhythm where you're, you're really getting into that. Uh, right. So, right. so yeah, so those are all contributing, of course, light. You know, a lot of people suggest blackout curtains or eye masks or something to really allow you to be fully immersed in an environment is conducive to sleep. And, and I would say, yeah, the, the, only, the only other thing that, you know, I, I know I've recommended in the past is to have some sort of come down ritual that actually prepares you to fall asleep. Because um, a lot of people will, I mean, hell, I know people who will do some push-ups before they get <laughs> bed. Now, now you're talking about me again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you got to get that exercise. Oh, that's that, what I thought. That, that's where you, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, something more calming. And, right. and some people will say they'll read, but then they'll read something like, you know. The, that has their mind racing. The, the murder of, you know, <laughs> it's like. So, so yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's, again, it gets back to there's some complexity there and it's a delicate balance and you really have to find what works for you. But I would agree that it's underrated and that we have a lot to do right. to, um, oh, and I want to mention one more thing. Daylight savings time. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about this, but what I've seen is that there have been studies that show that there are more accidents more things related to lack of awareness, lack of just, you know, alertness related to around that time, around the times when we, either way, fall back or spring forward, that it just disrupts people's cycles. Right. So that gets to the circadian rhythms. You have a circadian rhythm and, Mm -hmm. you know, some government legislature decided to change the time that doesn't fit with your circadian rhythm. Not just accidents. I think there are studies that have shown that heart attacks, the right. incidence of heart attacks yeah, around daylight saving time is much higher than any other time of the year. That should be compelling evidence. I, j- I just wanted to go back one thing on the caffeine, and I don't know if it's an adaptogen, but I do know that the half-life, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I, I'll accept that. I am going to go look it up. Okay, that, chemical that, engineer. That on, does get, get kind of close engineer. to my chemical engineering. <laughs> chemical engineer. But as a chemical engineer, I do know that caffeine has a half-life. And most people do not appreciate the fact that if you have a cup of coffee at 1 p.m., you know, there's half of that caffeine is still in your system six hours later. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and, and, and so it sticks with you. If you think you're having it early enough, you're probably not it stays in your system. So, so that's one of the things that, that we also can do to help with a good night's sleep. So, you know, there, there are a lot of, I mean, we could probably talk about, I didn't think we could, but we could probably talk about sleep all night. Um, <laughs> but, but, but why is this all important? You know, obviously one of the, one of the goals of our show, 
the No Stupid Question show is to talk about issues that our community needs to talk about to better themselves. And, and we want our listeners and, and the broader community to, to, to live a better life. And so sleep with something that I think both of us have struggled with. And we're gonna challenge ourselves to overcome our struggle and do better. And we want our listeners to do the same thing. So we thought it was a good topic to you know, break up the political talk a little bit. Of course, if you're gonna be a good political and racial justice warrior, you need to get your sleep so that you can, you can, you can fight the good fight for as long <laughs> as we need to. But that's why we wanted to talk about it today. At least that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And, you know, I, I love talking about anything health related. So, and I especially love just having worked with, you know, low income and people that don't have access to certain things. Sleep is one of the few things that, again, stress and other distractions aside, that's free. <laughs> and it is fairly accessible. It is mostly uh, accessible to a wide breadth of, of people, diverse populations. So, and, and it's, so it is one of those things that we have at our disposal that we really need to be aware of the, the power of it and the value of it. So that's, that's the reason I wanted to talk about it, especially given my experience. And, and also I think, you know, us sharing the fact that we struggle with it. I think people, you, you know, can, can really, uh, hopefully, you know, empathize and, and know that we do and, and know that it is something that you just have to put your mind to. Now, having said that, I mentioned small steps and in all the literature, one of the things that I've seen is, you know, don't, don't go, if you're usually getting four hours a night, don't go thinking you're about to get seven on the regular tomorrow, starting tomorrow, you know, take it slow sort of allow your your schedule find find where you want to be in terms of that that seven hour sort of period and then gradually from wherever your four hour period is start to move out from there you know it could be 15 minutes it could be 10 15 minutes and then you know you gradually and maybe you do that for a couple of weeks and then you start to add more so don't don't think that you know it it has to be something that you just automatically you're gonna because it might be hard for you I know for me starting out it was hard for me to go to sleep earlier I would lay in bed like because my as you said the circadian rhythm my cycle was off and so it it will take some time but just like many other things your body is I mean the human body is absolutely incredibly adaptive and it will but you but you have to begin the 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 march towards that good night's sleep good deal so uh, sleep is sleep underrated yes i, th I think you converted me and i'm gonna say yes because <laughs> as the most mo most important thing we need to we need to move towards it yeah. so i'm gonna challenge you t lee to oh, continue boy. to continue getting your seven hours that you've been doing lately okay um and, and, and my goal is to do the same thing. I actually wrote up on my mirror in the bathroom the time I'm supposed to wind down, the time mm -hmm. I'm supposed to get to sleep, and the time okay. I'm supposed to wake up. So okay. it's a daily reminder that that's my intention to follow. And, and again, the newer phones, I mean, I have a Pixel, 
you know, I know those the iPhone users out there, they have mechanisms that will remind you, right? Even with my previous phone, you know, there was a do not, you could set do not disturb on a, on a schedule. So once you start seeing that you can't get any sound and you can't get, you know, you can't send anything out, you know, your airplane mode automatically turns on, that's going to be, because when you check that phone, it's going to be pretty much dead. So that is, can be your signal that you need to, to, to shut it down. And of course, there are going to be exceptions. You know, you might have, I know, I know, I know, I want to say, get your sleep regardless, but you're going to have a presentation. You're going to have something that you, you want to do. Hell, you may even have a party. So just just allow yourself to those indulgences and and get right back to your your schedule when you when you can one thing we want to do and you know we always have for those of you who have listened before we have a call to action and so jag <laughs> looked at me crazy he's like where did you get that number from and there was a a doctor who had especially for the black community he had the 50 million pound challenge. And you may have heard of him. His name was uh, Dr. Ian Smith. And I thought, you know what? For this year, for 2021, especially because we're in a new decade. Hi, I forgot that. We could have the 7 million hour challenge. And, uh, and this, this will even help Ian Smith with his 50 million pound challenge, but it was That's really right. for black folks. And, you know, I do have to shout out my folks because we have a lot of those micro stressors that we especially need recovery and, and the benefits of sleep to deal with. So whether it be kind of thinking through situations that we find ourselves in, et cetera, we especially need to figure out ways in which we can not be sleep deprived. So, so this, is, this is a shout out to the black folks to 7 million hours. So I did calculate it. 365 days of seven hours is 2,555 hours. <laughs> to these, these engineers. <laughs> so you can contribute your at least 2,500. Okay, I'll give you, I'll let you slide on the 55. You can find those in there in some 55 days when you get an hour less. <laughs> but maybe you can get an hour more the next night. So that's our challenge to you is to join the 7 million hour challenge. <laughs> okay. And, and join us. So Jag challenged me, I'm challenging him to get seven hours. And we challenge you as well to get your seven hours as often as possible this year in 2021 and make that a habit. Okay. Well, since um, my phone has cut off and it's now saying that I should be in bed, <laughs> I think we need to wrap this show, but I want to tell our listeners, please subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Spotify, yeah. wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and pause it right now and, 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 <laughs> and subscribe and also join us for that seven million hour challenge and you can always email us at the no stupid questions show at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing from you we love your comments and we hope that you have a great rest of the week whenever you're listening to this i don't know <laughs> and happy new year to everybody
No Stupid Questions show. Thank you. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>